Hallelujah. God is good. Well, all right. I tell you what, are you ready for some word? All right. I know I'm ready to minister some word. Praise God. So let's, uh, let's go to the book of Psalms, Psalms and 34, please. Psalms 34. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Psalms 34. And uh, we have in our Sunday services, now normally I've got Miss Trudy with us helping out on this, but we got a big crew that's gone with uh, Miss Sarah gets married this uh, tomorrow night. Tomorrow night she gets married. Tomorrow afternoon, I think it is. Amen. So we got a dozen folks or so that are involved with that. And, um, but uh, uh, she is uh, out of state, getting married out of state. What happened? Now, we're excited for her, praise God. So, sir, if you're listening, we love you, girl. Praise God. Excited for you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Ready to embark in a glorious life. Amen. Her and her new husband. Praise God. And uh, then all my people can get back home. <laughs> praise the Lord. Hallelujah. God's good. But what we've been doing on Sunday services, praise God, is we have, if you remember, we've had up here this, uh, the wagon wheel and representing our life, and each spoke representing a, a part of our life. But, of course, the hub being uh, the, the, our God and our Lord, amen, praise God, because everything works better when God's in the center. Amen. And so what we've talked about the last couple weeks, uh, we've been talking about loving God with all your heart, your soul, your mind, and your strength. Amen. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and say, with all. Hallelujah. It works better when you love God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. Praise God. Today, I'm going to talk some more about that, but what I'm going to talk about is a new level of love. I'm going to talk about stirring, stirring that Love for God. Are you ready for that? Come on now, you have to work with me here. You ready for that? Stirring up a love for God, praise God. And what we have here is a psalm of David here. And how many know David was a man after God's own heart? That was weak. David was a man after God's own heart. How many know he wasn't perfect? Had some issues. But one thing's for sure, the boy knew how to love God, how to praise God. Amen. And uh, as a result of that, he was a man, the Lord said, a man after his own heart. Praise God. And the reason I mention that is because we're, gonna, we're coming out of a psalm of David. And I'll probably use uh, some things about David's life as example uh, as far as one that stirred that love for God. Amen. So the first one in verse 1, it says, I will bless the Lord at all times. Everybody say, bless the Lord. I will bless the Lord at all times. Everybody say all times. Not just when it feels good. Not just when everything's going good. Everybody say all times. How many know what, what really matters is doing it when not everything's going right? Learn how to praise God anyhow. Amen. You'll be amazed how many things change or adjust or turn around if you will just begin to do it regardless of how it looks or how you feel. Praise God. Amen. The word bless here is a word that means thanksgiving. It means an act of adoration. It refers to an enthusiastic gratitude. Everybody say enthusiastic. Amen. And we're going to talk here in this first one here about raising 
our appreciation for God. If you want to stir up that love for God, well, one of the things you're going to have to do is begin to raise your appreciation for God. That sound right? It says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Laudation is the word praise here. It means celebration. It literally means to make a show, even refers to appearing foolish. Now, there were times in my life that was not a problem. Then I got saved, amen, and I thought to myself, you know, at one time, I literally had this conversation with myself, and I says, you know what, I had no problem looking like an idiot in the world. Why couldn't I, you know, be okay with looking a little bit foolish for God? Come on, somebody, in the area of my, of my praise and my uh, thanksgiving, amen, my, here we go, my appreciation unto God. I mean, oh, that's what David did. Is that right? Amen. We know in uh, 2 Samuel and 6, in fact, put your finger there in Psalms. We'll come back and forth with it. But if you go to 2 Samuel, back up there, and go to chapter 6, kind of a common, common text here. What we have in, com, uh, in, in context is David, of course, is bringing the, uh, the Ark of the Covenant into the city. Praise God. He's all excited about it because now the, uh, the Ark of the Covenant, the presence of God now is being brought into the city. And verse 14 says, Then David danced before the Lord with all his might, and David was wearing a linen ephod. In other words, he was dancing in his BBDs. Come on, somebody. I'm not going to really go that far. Now, I'll do that maybe at home when you're not around, but hallelujah. And I'd ask you, please wear clothes to church when you praise God. But you are welcome to dance around in your underwear somewhere else. Anyway, so David and all the house of Israel brought up the ark of the Lord with shouting. Everybody say shouting. And with the sound of the trumpet, now as the ark of the Lord came into the city, Michal, which is his, uh, his wife, which is Saul's daughter, looked through the window and saw King David leaping and whirling. And again, that's exactly what it refers to. This boy was making a show. He didn't care how it looked. He didn't care what anybody thought. It said, leaping and whirling before the Lord, and she despised him in her heart. Obviously, she had a problem with it. In fact, if you go down to verse, uh, let's see, verse 22, and it says, and I will, uh, this is David talking to her because she kind of chewed him out later uh, for, you know, embarrassing. Uh, uh, she said embarrassing himself, but really I think it was just her that was embarrassed. Verse 22, and I will be even more undignified than this, he said. And will be humble in my own sight. But as for the maid servants, in other words, of whom you have spoken uh, of them, I will be held in honor. In other words, nobody else seemed to have a problem with it except her. And of course, it went on to say that Michal, uh, uh, she ended up being barren. She never did produce any children. Well, my thought is this. Maybe if she would have had a little bit more praise in her. Come on, somebody. A little bit more thanksgiving. A little bit more appreciation. Amen. Maybe she wouldn't be barren in her life. Now, I've just, you know, I've spent a lot of time doing a whole series on these kind of things. And you know as well as I do, that's how we enter in. We enter into the gates of, enter in with thanksgiving, to his courts with praise. Amen. In other words, one translation even says it this way. If you're going to start, you're going to come on in. You come in with the password, thank you. Amen. 
In fact, I encourage you uh, in all your time of prayer, I encourage you to start your time with prayer with giving God thanks. Amen. Well, for what? Well, believe me, there's some things you could be thankful for. Now, a lot of times we have a tendency to make the list of the things that, that are upsetting us or we don't like or we wish we're better or wish we're different, and we all have those kind of lists. We all have those kind of things. But guess what? We, if we sat and thought about it for just a little bit, we could come up with a full-blown list of all the things we could be thankful for. Come on, somebody. The things that we could appreciate. And we have to be a people that raise our appreciation. If we're going to stir up this love for God, go to a new level in the area of our love for God, it's going to start with maybe, in a sense, a new level of appreciation, stirring up our appreciation. Learn to give God thanks for the things that he has done, amen, the things that he's doing. I mean, if anything, you can at least give him thanks that you're heaven-bound. Wow, that was weak. You could be thankful that you're heaven-bound. Amen. Because you've made Jesus Lord of your life. You can be thankful, praise God, that you're still uh, six foot up. Be thankful, praise God, of the fact that you're still breathing. Amen. That maybe even though there might be some things going on, you're still at least moving forward, praise God. You can be thankful of these kind of things. There are things that God has done in your life, amen, that you can be thankful for, praise God. People that God has placed in your life, you can be thankful for, praise God. Family members, you can be thankful for. Come on now. Family members that you could be thankful for. <laughs> Come on now. There are things we can be thankful for, praise God. I have found that the more thanks that you give, the more you have to give thanks for. Amen. It's amazing when you begin to stir that. Amen. What begins to happen? The more you stir, amen, and increase and, and, and begin to, uh, you know, go to a new level in the area of appreciation, the more your love for God begins to increase. Amen. Remember, we're supposed to love God with all our heart with all our soul, with all our mind, with all of our strength. Amen. Well, one of those things, praise God, hallelujah, that helps with that, amen, is to increase, amen, or to raise our appreciation for God. Amen. And it doesn't hurt to do a little bit of dancing, leaping and whirling. It doesn't hurt. Come on now. Praise the Lord. One of the greatest well, one of the greatest uh, uh, things that happened in my life over the years, I've had a, a, quite a few different uh, revelations that, that helped my life. And one of them was, uh, you know, in the area of uh, uh, forgiving somebody, releasing somebody. But part of it was is learning how to, to whirl and twirl before God. Amen. Hallelujah. That in that day, in that day, a moment of pressure, it says in, in Luke 6, he began to dance and to whirl and to praise God. Amen. You begin to do that and all that mess just falls off. And I am here to testify is exactly what it does. All that stuff that used to try to hold you down and keep you under, you begin to do that. It's amazing how all that junk just flies off, praise God. Are you with me today? Praise God. So look at your neighbor and say, let's raise our appreciation. Amen. Praise God. Are you with me? Now, David didn't seem to have a problem with it. Amen. His wife did, but he didn't. Hallelujah. And he was a man after God's own heart, praise God. Let's go back to Psalms. Verse 2 says this, in verse 2 and 3 we'll read this time. My soul 
shall make its boast. Remember now, David's the one that wrote this. My soul, talking to him, talking about himself, my soul shall make its boast in the Lord. Everybody say boast. We're going to talk about increasing our boasting. That's the second one here, increasing our boasting. My soul shall make its boast in the Lord. The humble uh, shall hear of it and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord. Everybody say magnify. Magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Everybody say exalt. Okay, so what's that mean? Let's define that. You okay if we define these words, right? All right, wouldn't matter. I'd do it anyway. Anyway, hallelujah. Now, of course, the word to boast, it means to make something clear, amen, to, to make it out, put it out there where it can be seen and evident. But the word magnify means to stack up, this word anyway, means to stack up, to heap up, to enlarge, but it means literally to accumulate and to list the good. To accumulate and list the good. We talked about that earlier. That's actually scriptural. Start making a list of the good. Amen. It goes on. The word exalt here means to promote, to raise up, or to make taller. It refers to, it's actually the same as like when the Lord's Prayer to hallow his name. You know, the word says hallow his name. It means to literally to promote, to raise up, amen, to raise up, amen, to make taller, amen, to hallow his name, hallelujah. And the more you do this, the more it stirs in you faith for the impossible. Now, why is that? Because this is what it means. In fact, let's look at a, a Second Samuel again, in this time, chapter 22. Remember, we're using David as an example here. So let's put that up. Verse 1 says this. Now, this is actually uh, the Psalm, uh, Psalm 18. Uh, this is David now uh, speaking this or praising this, speaking that or singing it, I guess I should say. But this is Psalms uh, 18. But it says this, Then David spoke to the Lord the words of this song on the day when the Lord had delivered him from the hand of all his enemies and from the hand of Saul. And he said, everybody saying he said, now, this is the same phrase when he uses it sometimes in the other songs. He says, I will say of the Lord. Now, the reason that's important is because it means to declare, to confess, or to boast with confidence. I will say of the Lord. So what are we making a list of? If we're going to boast about something, what are we going to boast about? We're going to boast about who God is. That's what he's talking about. In fact, multiple times in David's writings, in his songs, amen, he would boast on the Lord. This is one of them that he did. The Lord is my rock. Amen. He's my lofty strong, stronghold. He's my rock. He's my fortress or my defense. He's my deliverer. Amen. And that literally means a safe escape. The Lord is my strength. Amen. Which means a refuge. Amen. The Lord is my strength in whom I will trust. He's my shield. You see this? What's he doing? He's making a list. He's not only, you know, not only does he give God thanks for all the things he's done for him, but he's starting to, he's starting to make a list of who God is. That's why I said if you will do these kind of things, not only will you stir a love for God, but you will stir your faith for the impossible. When you start making declarations, God's my healer. He's my deliverer. He's my provider. Hallelujah. He's my all in all. Hallelujah. He's the one in whom I trust. He's my refuge. He's my strength. 
He's my encouragement. He's my righteousness. He's my deliverer. Praise God. What are you doing? Praise God. You're stirring, amen, hallelujah, this boasting in God. You're increasing in your boasting in God. Now, we all know what it's like to boast about ourselves, which makes most people nauseous. Come on, right? We're not talking about boasting in yourself. We're talking about boasting in who God is. Amen. And God seems to like it. Come on now. It goes on. Where am I at? Verse 3. God is my strength in whom I will trust. He's my shield. Amen. He's the horn of my salvation, which means literally the strength of deliverance or my deliverer. Praise God. He's my stronghold, my high tower, it means. My refuge, again, that escape. My savior, literally means my safety or my victory. Praise God. Hallelujah. You save me from violence. It literally means from wrongful and unjust dealings is what it means. So he delivers me out of all that mess. I will call, verse 4, I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies. Praise God. Can I hear a big amen? Amen. You want to stir your love for God. Another thing that you need to do is increase in your boasting of God. Not only you begin to, uh, you know, begin to give God thanks for everything that he's done, but you begin to honor him for who he is. You begin to just proclaim, praise God, he's your deliverer. Listen, there is nothing that I've talked about so far that you can't do. Everything when we're talking about increasing your love for God, that you can come to a place of loving God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Do you know why it says love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength? Because you can. He's not telling you to do something that you can't do. He knows you can do that. But how do you do that kind of thing? Well, you're not going to do that if you're just going to be, you know, pitiful and, and upset about everything that goes wrong. Amen. Come on, that don't work. You know, you're, you're not going to, you know, get anywhere by, uh, you know, by talking about all the junk and the ugly and the bad. Now, listen, we're not denying the existence of these kind of things. They're out there. Boy, I'm telling you. But how you change is how you turn this around. You begin to give God thanks for all that he's done and doing, praise God, and you begin to proclaim and boast in who he is, praise God. You'll be amazed how your faith begins to rise up. Amen. You might have just started prayer wondering what what you're going to do about this or do about that. And you begin to give God thanks. All of a sudden, it's changing the atmosphere because you're entering in. Hallelujah. Through the gates with some thanks. Hallelujah. You begin to boast in who God is. Praise God. All of a sudden, praise God, it changes the atmosphere. All of a sudden, now you got an atmosphere that's conducive for God to move. All of a sudden, you got faith. Hallelujah. You're ready to bite the, uh, you know, the backside of that chair out. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on. And maybe just five minutes earlier, man, you were under it, didn't know what, how you were going to do it, but all of a sudden, praise God, you begin to do these things. Guess what happens, praise God? All of a sudden, you got faith for the impossible. Come on now. God does the impossible. I mean, you got saved. Look at your neighbor going, mm-hmm. Come on now. Somebody thought that would be impossible. And then one day, all of a sudden, you met him. You received him and accepted him as Lord. Amen. And now look at you. You're radical. (laughs) Ah, come on now. Amen. How'd that happen? Well, God's moving, praise God. 
God's done some glorious things, and God will continue to do glorious things, praise God. But you got to stir it up. Amen. I said you got to stir it up. Woo! Glory to God. Amen. And let's go now back to Psalms 34, verse, uh, where are we at? Verse 4? Yeah, verse 4. Read a few verses here. I sought the Lord, and he heard me. Everybody say, sought the Lord. Lord. That word there just means to frequent, and literally means to follow, in pursuit of, or in search of, okay? To seek, to ask, in order to, or to ask, to inquire, or to question, you got a question about something. You need help with something. I sought the Lord. That's what that word means. I sought the Lord, and he heard me. In other words, he turned around and gave me attention. Amen. In fact, this is the third one. Amen. How many know we probably should give him more attention than we're giving him? So this is what it's talking about. Learn to give God more attention. Amen. And when you give God more attention, guess what? He gives you more attention. When you draw near to him, in fact, that's really what it's referring to, as you move in towards him. And how many know any step toward God's a step in the right direction? Let's try that one more time. How many know that a step toward God is always a step in the right direction? Amen. When you begin to move toward him, as you draw near unto him, praise God, he draws near unto you. As you give him more attention, he gives you more attention. Isn't that? That's just how this thing works. Now, you know you can do that too. That's not hard. It's not saying here that you have all the answers. It's saying you're going to him. Praise God. Amen. You're, you're, you're open to hear. Amen. You're, you might have questions. You might have things. Lord, I need to, I need to understand clear. I, Lord, fill me with the knowledge of your will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding because I'm not getting it. So I need to get it. Praise God. Amen. So you're making movement toward him. And as you do, praise God, the word says he hears you. In other words, he pays you attention and he delivers you out of all your fears. Hallelujah. They look to him. Everybody say, look to him. Okay, this word here means literally to scan intently, to behold or consider. But again, it means to look, look unto in order to receive an answer, insight. That's what it's referring to. So they looked to him and were radiant. In other words, uh, just like uh, what uh, Paul said in first, uh, in Ephesians 1, he said this. He said that the eyes of your understanding being enlightened. That's what this means. So in other words, as you begin to look toward him, all of a sudden your eyes, the eyes of your understanding become enlightened. They become radiant. Amen. All of a sudden it's like you're seeing something that you weren't seeing before. Are you still with me? This is pretty cool, isn't it? They looked to him and were radiant and their faces were not ashamed. No reproach. No confusion. Amen. Listen, the more you spend time with God, the more that mess goes. Some people avoid God because they're ashamed or because they're confused or don't know. But if you move toward God, like I always say, always run to God. Always. I don't care what's happened. I don't care what happened yesterday, yesteryear, yesterdecade. You always move toward God. He's your answer. He's your solution. He's the one that will deliver you out of your fears. He's the one that will deliver you from your enemies. He's the one that will deliver you, praise God, from a shame and from guilt and condemnation. So many people have made God out to some meat ogre that he's always trying to hold everything over, over you. That is the complete opposite of the father that we serve. Are you with me? But you got to move toward God. Don't See, when you're not moving toward him, you're, you're probably hearing something else. You're probably giving your attention to something else. Come on now. Who's winning in the fight for your attention? 
Or what is winning in the fight for your attention? Listen, if the enemy can't distract you, he can't destroy you. And so we're talking about giving your attention unto God. And as you do, God begins to move on your behalf. All of a sudden, praise God, something shifts and changes. Again, there is something to be said about the atmosphere, amen, when you begin to move into a place of prayer with God, a communion with God, a fellowship with God, amen, a two-way street prayer is, come on now, and as you begin to move toward Him, giving Him attention, praise God, God hears you, God moves on your behalf, and if it comes from a, a sincere heart, I guarantee you, God will show Himself strong on your behalf, praise God. Somebody give the Lord praise, amen. Hallelujah. You got to move toward God. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, the poor man, literally just uh, verse 6 here says, the poor man literally just means a humble or, or lowly or even needy man cried out, and the Lord, here we go, heard him. In other words, gave him attention and saved him out of all his troubles. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Distresses, pressures. Literally, the word troubles means a tight spot. You ever been in a tight spot between a rock and a hard place? Come on. We've all been in a tight spot. Well, he's going to hit there to deliver you out of all that mess. The angel of the Lord encamps all around those who fear him. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. And what delivers him. I'm going to talk more about the fear of the Lord here in a minute. But you're seeing, praise God, as you begin to move toward God, isn't it amazing what begins to happen? Even the angelic hosts. How many believe in angels? That was so weak. How many believe in angels? Just because you can't see them don't mean they're not there. But you know as well as I do, we've talked many a times on this, praise God. Amen. The best way to get the angelic host moving on your behalf is to begin talking the right stuff. Amen. Come on now. Now the best way to do that is keep yourself connected. Keep moving toward him. You'll think the right stuff, say the right stuff. Guess what? You're giving the angelic host room to move. Oh, yeah, that's a whole other sermon, but I'm telling you, it's how it works. Amen, that's how it works. So we're talking about how God moves, amen, on behalf of, an, of people who give him their attention. Amen. Praise God. Put, uh, uh, let's see, 1 Samuel, let's maybe back up verse chapter 30. Let's look at this. Again, another example of David. Amen. Now, remember this particular story is when, remember, the, David and the, his uh, mighty men were coming back from battle. And they got to Ziklag, where there's their city, where all their families were, and the city's burnt to the ground. All their families are gone. Their livestock, their possessions, all gone. The men, everybody gets discouraged. They get so discouraged, they want to stone David. That's pretty bad. Come on, I'm talking about your leader here. They, that's what they. That's, they don't know what else to do. So let's just stone David. Well, verse six says this, and David was greatly distressed. Okay, hallelujah. In other words, vexed literally means pressured. Okay, uh, again, that's kind of refers to that same kind of thing about that tight spot. For the people spoke of stoning him because the soul of all the people were grieved. Okay, it's amazing what you start doing when you're grieved. It's amazing how you think when you're grieved. It's amazing what you think is right thinking when you're grieved when it ain't right thinking. Come on now. That's why you don't want to be hooked up on grief. Come on now. That's why you want to try to get out of that mess. Amen. Come on now. We're not saying there ain't bad situations you're dealing with or going through. But the more you stay connected to grief, the worse it gets. 
Thank you for all that enthusiasm. All right. The soul of all the people were grieved, every man uh, for his sons and daughters. Why? Because they're all gone. And David, what did he do? He strengthened himself in the Lord his God. He made movement toward God. Hallelujah. I'm going to get up and rise up. God's my answer. Even if everybody else is against me right now, I know who's on my side. Amen. Then David said to Abathar, uh, the priest, uh, Amalek's uh, son, please bring the ephod uh, here to me. He's one of the high priests here. And uh, Abathar brought the ephod to David. Uh, of course, a prayer ephod is what this is. And so David inquired, here we go, of the Lord. Inquired of the Lord. He gave his attention unto God, even though right now there are people standing behind him with rocks in their hands. He could be all distracted with that and think, oh, great. Really? Got you all out of where you was. And come on now, moving forward. Now one bad thing and y'all turning on me. But he turned away from all that distraction. I said he turned away from all that distraction and put his attention on God. And the word said he inquired of the Lord. What's that mean? It means to give him attention. Look to him. Amen. I'm going to get an answer from him. Praise God. Amen. He looked to God, he inquired of the Lord, and of course, the Lord's. He asked the Lord, "Shall I pursue this troop?" Now, remember what part of this uh, these words were it means to to follow and be in pursuit of in order to get answers. Come on, right? In order to receive the solution, the answer, the insight you need, the wisdom you need, the counsel you need. I'm in pursuit because there's something you have that I need. In order for me to be successful in what we're about to do here or whatever. And he says, listen, I've, I'm inquiring of you, Lord. Do I pursue those that have taken our families? What do I do? And the Lord told him, pursue, right? Go after them. Amen. Pursue for you shall surely overtake them and without fail recover all. Praise God. That's a good promise. They could have all just sat there and sulked, boo-hooed for days, threw dirt on them, sackcloth and ashes. They could have killed their leader, and then what? Just laid there and sulked, because when they finally come out of their grief, amen, they realize, what did we do? Come on. But David knew what to do. Come on now. David knew what to do. David knew what to do. Pursue God. He's got my answers. Amen. So regardless of what everybody behind me is thinking right now, I'm looking to you. I need answers. What do I do from here? And God said, pursue your enemies and you will recover all. And I guess that's exactly what they did. I bet they all felt like a bunch of idiots. Just saying. For a moment. You wanted to kill your leader and, you know, what would have happened? Come on, somebody. Instead, praise God, he gets an answer. Let's go. And they went, praise God, recovered all, praise God. Oh, hallelujah. Good things, praise God. How many know you need to give God more attention than you're giving him? That was weak. need to give God more attention than you're giving him. Amen. Look to God more. Stop being caught up with everything. Look to God more. Put your attention on God. What do I do about this? Well, you just sitting there, you know, scratching your head ain't going to get nothing done. 
Come on now, put your attention on God. He's got all the answers. The one that created it all is your heavenly father. The one that loves you, praise God, that sent his son for you. Come on, somebody, that has answers for you, that has wisdom for you. Hallelujah. The one that knows it all, praise God, wants to hang out with you. Hallelujah. So raise our appreciation, increase our boasting in God. Hallelujah. Increase more of our attention toward God. Come on now. Back to Psalms 34, verse 8. Are you still with me? All right. We're bringing her on home here. Verse 8 says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. I mean, oh, God's good. I mean, that's really, to be honest, that's the spirit of the word. If you really look at this, the spirit of the word is God is always good. The devil is bad. Sometimes when this whole thing's going on, everything that's happening, we forget we have an enemy. So many, uh, so many times people get upset and down with God because something didn't happen the way you wanted. You forget, wait, breaks. Don't badmouth the one that has the answers. Come on, move toward God. Take authority over that enemy that's trying to steal, kill, and destroy. God is always good. The devil is always bad. Don't get them confused. That'll help you. That'll save your life right there. I said that'll save your life. It will. Come on now. So many people get caught up in all the bad, and they, they just submit themselves to the enemy and let the enemy keep taking instead of submitting to God and resisting their enemy. How many watch Wednesday night? That was weak. Whew, only two. The rest of you need to watch Wednesday night. Amen. Come on now, I talked a little bit more about that. Amen. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and say, you got to resist your enemy. Come on, you got to resist your enemy. The word says he'll flee from you if you resist him. But if you don't resist him, he won't flee. He'll just hang out. He'll move you out of the master bedroom, move in himself. Kick you out of the driver's seat and take over the, the driver's seat. But once you resist him, amen, he's got to go. All right? Just hang on to that. So God is good. Everybody say, God's good. Oh, taste and see. In other words, experience and perceive that God is good. Blessed is the man who, what? Trusts in him. How many know we probably should trust in God? Here's what I'm going to say for this one. Enlarge our dependency on God because that's exactly what this word trust means. Confident belief to confide in, to rely on, to depend upon. Amen. And literally means a dependence. Amen. And that's committed with no other options. Amen. So that's why, amen, as I'm using this one, I'm saying that we need, praise God, to enlarge our dependency on God. No more options. I said no more options. If you want to walk in a love for God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, you got to start eliminating all these other options. You still with me? So many times, that's that's sometimes the thing that hangs us up. We got all these other options. Put all your, just one option. His name, hallelujah, Jehovah God, amen. Hallelujah. Put all my dependency upon him. He's my answer, my solution. He's my deliverance, praise God. He's my provision. Amen. Hallelujah. Now listen, I ain't saying that God can't move and do things here and shift things there and do this and do that. But it starts with you first going to him, depend on him, put all your, all your trust in him. And when you do that, praise God, all of a sudden everything else starts to, to kind of play out right. 
The word says it's better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in men. It's better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in princes or government or the handout. Come on now. I like it when somebody hands me something that's good. But I can't, I don't trust in all, all them things. Come on now. I like it when people, amen, are, are supportive and, and they, and they want to connect and they want to be a part. Praise God. But we don't put our trust in it. We put our trust in him. And when we trust him, all the rest of it works out. Are you still with me or you want to go home? Oh, it's kind of weak. Some of you, I think, thought about it. Well, maybe. <laughs> kind of, yeah. All right. All right. Hallelujah. So anyway, you got to trust in the Lord or enlarge our dependency upon him. And I, I was thinking about 1 Samuel in 17. Uh, I mean, remember when David faced Goliath? Come on. Good example of this. Amen. Uh, verse, uh, chapter 17, I'm not going to read it all by any means, but verse, I think verse uh, 37, right here he's talking to uh, King Saul, he said, moreover, David said, the Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear, he will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. And of course, Saul said to David, they go in the, uh, go in the Lord will be with you. Praise God. If you go down a little bit further for sake of time, look like verse 45 it says, then David said to the Philistine, now he's facing the Philistine. You come at me with sword and with spear and with javelin. In other words, you put all your confidence all your dependence on your weapons. Come on now. He says, you come to me with the sword and spear and the javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day, the Lord will deliver you into my hand. I will strike you and take your head from you. This boy didn't have a buck knife one. You think he got his confidence in God here? Uh-huh. This day I will give the carcasses, plural, not just your carcass, but the carcasses of the camp of the Philistines to the birds of the air, the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel, that all this assembly shall know that the Lord does not save with sword and spear. In other words, you can't put your confidence in that, but the battle, hallelujah, is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hands. Put your confidence in God, your trust in God, your dependence on God. Are you still with me? Hallelujah. More appreciation, boasting, attention, dependency. Here we go. Verse 9 of Psalms 34. Oh, fear the Lord, you as saints. There is no want to those who fear him. Praise God. What does that mean? Well, the word fear, of course, means to revere, reverence, respect, Refers to things like regard and honor, amen, to esteem, amen. You know the word also means authorize or to give authority unto. So when you're, when you're going to walk in the fear of the Lord, part of that is about giving him authority. Now, somebody says, well, you know, I, I believe I fear, fear the Lord. Well, how many know you don't fear the Lord because you say so? The fear of the Lord, the scriptures are pretty clear about it when you study it. Amen. What determines the fear of the Lord is not just a sense of reverence when you're communicating, talking with him or about him, but it's about obedience. So when God begins to talk to you about something or lead, you follow. 
Because you can't say that, you know, you're going to disobey him and then say in the same breath that you have the fear of the Lord. It don't happen. It don't work. Are you still with me? Now, again, that's a whole nother sermon. But when we're talking about here, about things that you can stir, how about this? How about elevate your respect for God? That when God begins to communicate, whether he's talking to you through scripture, whether he's talking to you in the inner ear, come on, the inward voice, praise God, hallelujah, that give him the respect that's due him. Amen. Follow him. Begin to submit and yield to that, whatever it is he talks to you about. Remember, God is never going to ask you to do anything without first empowering you to do it and you having the ability to do it in him. Are you with me? So elevate your respect for God. Amen. Hallelujah. And uh, the ones I was thinking about with this, I was just thinking about uh, 1 Samuel 13 brings out the fact that where it says uh, that David was a man after God's own heart. We also see it in Acts, uh, would be Acts 13. And I want to say verse 22. I believe that's right. Maybe they have it up there. There it is. It just uh, brings out, praise God. He said, I have found David, the son of Jesse, a man after my own heart. Who will, here we go, what? Do, who will do all my will. Amen. That's why he was a man after his own heart, because he's willing to do some things. Now, you know as well as I do, David didn't do everything perfect. He had a few issues, boy. But there were times when God began to talk to him about some things, and he was quick to repent, quick to forgive. Amen. When God put something on his heart, he was quick to go out and do that. Come on. He was quick to follow. Amen. See, there was, there was some respect there. Amen. I always think David's a great example because there ain't any of us that got it all down yet. You know, David struggled as a parent, struggled sometimes even as a leader. He struggled with some flesh things. Come on. Come on. Crossed some lines that ain't none of you ever did. And yet, for some reason, God still looked at him as a man after his own heart. So why did that, what determined that? Well, it was his willingness to follow God when God talked to him about things. When he knew in his heart he needed to repent about something, he did it. When he knew in his heart he had to forgive, he did it. When he knew in his heart he had to, you know, move forward regardless of what everybody else was saying, he did it. Amen. A man that walked in the fear of the Lord or had a, had a respect for God, amen. Look at your name and say, elevate your respect for God, Amen. Last one in Psalms, verse 10. This last one we're doing today. And the young lions, uh, the young, this is uh, th- Psalms 34 and 10 here. The young lions lack and suffer hunger, but those who seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. So what would that refer to? Well, the word here, seek, means to frequent, to follow after, to pursue. But it refers to an inward movement in order to align oneself for something. All right, refers to a readiness, a willingness, but it's really about uh, what we're talking about today is about intensifying our pursuit of God. Align yourself, amen, with God, amen. You know, when you're looking for a set of keys, if you're truly seeking for that set of keys that is lost, you're going to do everything you can to try to align yourself till you find them. You don't just sit on the couch and scratch your head and get mad and upset and Throw a tantrum. How many know the keys ain't going to come to you that way? 
Come on, somebody. But what do you do? You begin to get up. You begin to move. You begin to look. You, you pull back the cushions. You, you go out to the rig. You, you think, well, maybe they fell out of my hand. When I, you do, you do what, what are you doing? You're doing what you, you need to do to try to align yourself so you find what it is you're looking for. So we're talking about seeking God. You're doing everything, all these things. Why? Because I'm aligning myself to find, amen. The word says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things get added to you. That's why he said in this verse, what do you say? And what happens? It says, and if you will seek the Lord, it says you will, you will not lack any good thing. Why? Because you're positioning yourself. You're aligning yourself with him. Man, God wants to see to it that you, you will lack no good thing. Everything you need, you're going to have. But you have to align yourself with him. And we're talking about loving God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. We're stirring this up in ourselves, amen. Part of that, praise God, is literally, amen, intensifying our pursuit for God, doing what it takes to align ourselves with him. Are you with me? Praise God. I mean, uh, was it Matthew and, uh, 7, verses 7 and 8 says, uh, you know, if you ask, you receive, you seek what you find. It's that same word there, amen, to align yourself. If you align yourself, you will find. Ask, you receive, seek, you find, you knock, those doors open. Most of the time I find that people are not asking, they're not seeking, and they're not knocking. Listen, I'm, there's no condemnation there. It's just the facts. Sometimes we, we talk about it, but we don't talk to him. Come on. We talk about what we need to do, or we talk about say, well, I'm gonna, I need to pray about this. Well, then pray about it. Well, I need to talk to God about this. I, I, I need to hear from heaven about this. Then go hear from heaven. Align yourself to hear. Ask, seek, knock. And when you do, guess what? Things happen. Amen. Many times in our life, amen, we're missing out on things because we've just never aligned ourselves. And it's just simple things. Everything we talked about here today, even though I don't know how many there was about a half a dozen things we brought out, amen, but every one of those things are things that any of us can do. It doesn't matter how long you've been saved. These are all things that we can do. And when we do these things, we position ourselves to see the results that we need, the answers we need, the victories we need, amen, because they're all in him, praise God. Did you get something today? Give the Lord praise. Come on now. Why don't you all stand up? Let me pray over you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. What a good God we serve. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Father, we give praise and glory once again for your word today. Thank you for these principles. Thank you for a people that love you with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength. And Father, we give praise and glory for it. Father, I thank you for moving on their behalf. Father, no matter what they're going through right now, I thank you for showing yourself strong on their behalf. Lord, for those that are dealing with physical things, Lord God, mental things, emotional things, or things at home, things in the family, health issues, whatever it may be, Father, I thank you that you're their deliverer, you're their healer. And right now, I thank you for showing yourself strong on their behalf. And on behalf of their families, Lord, many that are not even here today, but Lord God, showing yourself strong on their behalf. Hallelujah. Miraculous things. Thank you for the signs, the wonders, the miracles. Thank you, Lord God, for the breakthroughs. Thank you, Lord God, for uh, healings and the deliverance, things that they need, Lord God, things manifesting. Hallelujah. Showing yourself strong on their behalf. 
And Father, I give you praise. Thank you, Lord God, that all look to you and lean on you. That all of the, uh, those in the sound of our voice, whether they're here today or listening by podcast or Vimeo, whatever it may be, praise God. I thank you, Lord God. It's stirring in them. Praise God that you are their answer, that you will always be their answer. Praise God. And Father, we give praise for that. Thank you for what you're doing. Hallelujah. And for what you're about to do, we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. If you agree with that, give the Lord a praise, everybody. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to watch the video of this message, head over to vimeo.com forward slash WO Victory or go to Jerry Roberts Ministry on Roku. For more information about who we are and what we do here at Order Victory, check out the website at wovictory.org. That's wovictory.org. See you there.